All right. For what it's worth, another episode of the Captain Lou podcast with your host, Captain Lou, and your host, Luke. There he is. There I am. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are here in the Upper Sanctum yet again for our broadcasting extravaganza. <laughs> Soiree. Hold on to your hat, hats. Uh, uh, yeah. Seats. Seats. Keep your hands um, and feet in the vehicle. At all times. <laughs> yes. Manténganse alejado de las puertas. <laughs> So here we are, and um, we've we, we've we've listened to more of the bunt. I listened to a whole episode. I didn't. I told Luke he had to listen to it. He listened to the whole thing. I did. I made, I, I was I was busy. <laughs> I was very busy today, so I wound up uh, listening to part of it. Fifteen minutes. Um, I had such a belly laugh. Dude, what happened when? In the beginning, like just the first like two minutes of the bunt. Oh yeah, that is imitable. Like we should imitate it. We should but, uh, we should craft only if it's absolutely clear that we are mocking. Um. Also, the entirety <laughs> the entirety of the broadcast there is a lo-fi beat. Oh, behind the entire thing. Behind yes. it, the right. entire time. This is where we've been blowing it. Yeah, we should just have like. Like a Waylon Jennings instrumental uh, behind us. Honestly, I'm down. You know what? Maybe they have it right. I don't know, dude. Uh, I, I don't know which way is up now. Dude, Waylon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just the essential Waylon Jennings playing at a very low level. I'm sure that there's a reason why we'd get totally copyright well, something. Waylon would get it. At this point, it would. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> um, we've been listening to it because we have. I, I have a fascination with the bunt. Yes. Um, a guy would say, like, not not to pick on the bunt, and then he would just go ahead and He'd pick go ahead on and the bunt. Yeah, right. I think that the bunt are big boys. I think that they've got their I think they've got their deal taken care of, and they they can handle themselves just fine. Um, and I don't have a lot to say. It was their sports predictions mostly, which uh, and, just so everybody understands, I didn't know this. They do like entire episodes about sports they do like draft picks for the nfl and like they do talking about other stuff sport related but they're a skateboarding podcast that they are allegedly yes they are they I mean, said they're number one skateboarding podcast in all of skateboarding tendom yeah but that's not what they meant this is what they said no yeah. it's absolutely what they meant i, I just it, i it confuses me because we are a skateboarding podcast, but we're completely open about the fact that we talk about skateboarding like 40% of the time. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're gospel sneaks. That's what we are. <laughs> gotcha. We're bait and switch gospel sneaks. That's right. You thought it was a television show about a family that makes duck calls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Well, listen to us pray before every meal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so funny. It's like meeting a nice friend at a restaurant and then it turns out. They've got a, like a name tag on multi-level marketing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a friend you haven't seen in a while, and you meet up with them for like dinner or something, and then suddenly they're asking you about like selling Avon or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Self-proclaimed though, I like it. I mean, uh, we're gospel sneaks. Yeah, that's all right. Um, the other thing that I noticed about the bunt is they actually do 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 the fifty caliber machine gun sound. They do. Like full on in the beginning, unapologetically. It's just like we imitate it. Like, I think um, there's an argument 
to be made that when we imitate the bunt, you could say that we actually are not imitating them. No, we're, we're simply replicating. We're just replicating it because it sounds exactly like it. So funny, dude. Um, I'm. It's. Um, I think that it's easy to punch up. You know, well, like uh, punching up at the bunt is. Uh, are we punching up? Is that technically? Well, you know, we've uh, we've said things before. I just feel I've like if I were anything. if I were the ghost, for example. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot the other guy's. Uh, not his name. Name. His like pseudonym. Yeah, uh, let's call him Mario and the Ghost. Yeah. Um, borrowing from great video games. Mm-hmm. Um, one is of course. Mario. Super Mario Brothers, and the other one is Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Yeah. Absolutely. Which sounds like the intro to the bunt. I'm amused. I think that the bunt is absolutely a keeper, and I will keep trying to listen to the bunt. Um, it's interesting to see with... Our last episode, we discussed just the fact that Luis Mora, mm-hmm. who is a uh, a, a YouTuber, mm-hmm. talking about YouTube. We talked about Google. We talked about we talk about these things a lot because these in skateboarding, these are actually the things that are happening. Unless you want to talk about the latest Deadpool, for which famous Thrasher personality is going to die of an overdose next. Well, you know, we'll have that too. I don't. I don't like it. Hey, like you it. know something interesting I heard? Maybe you'll know more about this. I heard that Dustin Dolan got kicked off of Vans or is no longer riding for Vans. Um, is it Dustin Dolan? Does, yeah, it yeah. is. Dustin Dolan. Um, true? Not true? Don't no. know. It's on one website that you get through a Facebook thing. And in the article, it says that Dustin still lists Vans or Vans... Doesn't list Dustin in some paragraph of hashtag lists (laughs) and that Dustin still lists Vans on his paragraph of, of hot links to that word isn't used anymore, by the way, that's a very windows 98. Yeah. Well, I like it, dude. That's when the writing was in blue. And if you clicked it, you went to a website. Yeah. Yeah. It was called a hot link. Well, it was um, not to be confused with delicious sausages. (laughs) Also hot spicy links. sausages, <laughs> hot links, hot links. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh uh, yeah, there's anyway, so, yeah, there's so knows? little to talk about. I know that's dude. Skateboarding is a wasteland. Um, I think that that and we that's a theme that we've definitely beat until it's dead. We uh, have love it. Some of the correspondence that we get, I've um, enjoyed. We always love hearing from the, um illustriously well-known Bob Lofton. Mm. I feel like Bob is the voice of a hidden generation. Yep. Um, he's a gem and hidden, and uh, he continues to send us messages processing. And um, we we went on our finances in the end of last episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was interesting. We had a lot more in there than I thought we'd have. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. We really did. Yeah, I don't um, know what's happening with that. So we'll start out at the top of the episode. Darn if I know top from bottom half the time. Wow. Uh, but we'll uh, start out with a huge thanks to supporters who have continued to donate so, so generously to us. We owe you guys to switch to shotgun mics. Well, and now we can because of you. That means that we'll have a three-person table. 
Um, and uh, we might even be able to get shotgun mics and a uh, wider angle shot. It's possible. It's possible. It is po we'll have to do, we have to go back to Micro Center. Yeah. Ugh. We have to film it. Dude, they're so disempowered over there, bro. I really enjoyed our last stop, too. <laughs> yeah, we were so, annoying the shit out of those guys. For dude. those of you who um, <laughs> who aren't from the Cincinnati area, you know, the bygone era of Radio Shack has been replaced with sad institutions like Best Buy, where I know it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. um, and when you get some of the... Uh, there's guy Camelot331 on YouTube who goes into, he gets correspondence straight from employees from these big corporations. Oh. And he blows up the inside story about their sales tactics and yeah, goals. Sure. And um, Best Buy is just nuts what it's doing to their, their workers. Is it Re dark? Retail is dark. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but Micro Center is our Cincinnati mega store. That's like where the pros go for all things sound and computer it feels like a like a like a it feels like a menards it really does it feels like a menards except it's for computer stuff yes that is what it feels or like. more specialized than menards but it, it's similar yeah and you know? if i wanted to buy a gaming computer that's specially made oh, for yeah. you know that i would go to micro center and they would help me to build yeah the thing yes so I'm very happy that we went there and had, we had a great time and we went to Chick-fil-A afterward. Oh and we yeah, I forgot. Out. It was so good. And, um, but uh, you say mm -hmm. that we annoyed them. I think we did. Well, some of them were annoyed. Others had kind of jumped the shark on the apathy and were enjoying our presence. You know what I mean? I think that we may have, no matter what we were setting out to do. Yes. Which was just get answers to questions. Yes. Knowing that the first two answers are going to be incorrect. Yes. We're just trying to give these guys parameters on what we're doing here. Yeah. I don't think that they're the people that the podcasters go to. They are. No, somehow I feel, but doesn't it feel like other people just like have the knowledge, like just inside of their head somehow without all of that? You know what I mean? Doesn't it feel that way to you sometimes? It feels that way to me sometimes. Where's my guy, Corey Romeiser? I don't know, dude. I got to follow up with him because Corey, Corey hit me up and said that he knows some podcasters and they've got a lot of old gear mm -hmm. and lots of it's still pretty darn good. Sure. And that we might be able to get cheap old gear. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem I have with getting any gear mm -hmm. is that like... Well, congratulations, you got three shotgun mics yeah. and a mixer, but it's got the wrong cable for yes. the thing yeah. of the thing of the thing. Yeah. Or you got three shotgun mics and a mixer. Now you need like a laptop. Yes. And probably you couldn't use a Chromebook. You should be able to. Really? Yeah, Chromebooks I'm, are designed for that. I'm get a Chromebook? The yeah. little tiny cheap ones? I, th I don't know that they're that cheap. I, those things are actually pretty beefy. Um, it depends on the model. But Well, yeah. I know that I'm getting a Chromebook for my work. Okay. It's a cheap junk one. I mean, it's well, like a we... $450 Chromebook. Okay, yeah, no, that's not going to be great. Right. But it's better than nothing. There's a possibility that a uh, gaming laptop yes. might find its way to being 
becoming mine. That will also be much um, better. If that happens, then we will have what we need to do a podcast. Yeah, really, in my heart of hearts, what I wish is that we just had like four grand and you just went to Micro Center and you said, this is what we're trying to do. And I'd like somewhere between medium and really great gear. Yes. And this is, and they would just, just stock be like, okay. standard quality. Yes. Right. And they would like, you would just take a cart and they'd be like, okay, here's a computer. Here's mics. Here's a, here's a mixer. Here's the way that it's going to connect. Here's an SD, you know, like a, like a solid state, you know, 10 terabyte hard drive. Like here's all this stuff. And then you just like set it up and you spend way more money, but way less heartache than like, oh yeah, I got this piece of used gear and now it has to connect to this thing that doesn't work. And then this thing, and then we had to hardwire it all. And you know, like it's a nightmare. You know what? Because I like your face for you. For you? Heartache. Yeah. Heartache. You know what? For you, heartache. That's right. I know. I mean, it's been. Do you remember when uh, we started doing this and we were trying to upload video to Podbean? Oh, I remember. And we subscribed to at least two subscriptions that were supposed to take MOV files. They should call all of them. It's easy. You just, just convert oh, dude, the file. Hell, dude, it was hell. File, con file conversion is a scam. And I will tell you this. And I knew it before we started. That's what really got me. I know. Is I, I knew know. it before we started. I know. I was like, none of this is going to work. But I shut myself up. And I just let it roll out. <laughs> and it, it uh, the first one didn't work. So we yeah. tried another. By the time we we were on the hook for like 40 bucks a month. I bet they're still billing you. No, dude. No. I think my wife would know. She goes through our stuff. It's good. Yeah. You got to. Because yeah. they did keep billing you. No, they did. And then we stopped it. They yeah. did. We, we canceled it. And they kept Oh, billing. and check this out. One of them, you try to cancel. And it would just like refresh the page. And I had to email them and say, you have got to stop. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And we finally stopped. All that being said, we got more money than we think, and we have an extra hundred bucks in our PayPal. I think fifty of that is a gift. Yes, from Bud Stratford of Everything Skateboarding. Yes, for you and me to go have a steak dinner. Well, that sounds great. We, that, we to, should do that. We should. The only thing that we need is a bank account to extract that money. We could get a PayPal card, but anyway, it's it's I complicated. Thought, I thought I ordered a card. Did you for that? No, I guess I ordered it for my own. Okay. It's fine. I'm not it's mad. Fine. It's fine. Um, but that is uh, the haps here at the podcast. Uh, Life Skateboards continues to crush out the best lumber in the biz. I watched a YouTube. I, I referenced it a couple times. I watched a YouTube. I'm going to pull it up because... Um, let's see if I can remember his name. I should be able to. Oh, for... Really, dude? I know. Um... That was Zach. one splash screen about buying YouTube Premium, I guarantee. Yeah. Um, is that his name? I don't. Dowdy. How do you spell Dowdy? I think W D Y. Oh, that's maybe yeah. uh, maybe that's not him. I'll see if it comes up. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know. I know. For the, that's with the other the thing. Freaking yeah. with mm -hmm. the thing. It's fine. We're in the we're in the room with the lowest Wi-Fi signal. Do you think that if we Signed a waiver, we could get like T-Mobile to set up a 5G tower inside of the inside my house. <laughs> yeah. Might as well, you know. <laughs> Just let it fry your brain, but your internet speed is immaculate. I was uh, I was watching through mm -hmm. the um, Zach Dowdy stuff, and his videos run about anywhere from two to twenty thousand views. I don't understand the YouTube. Um, I saw one has 21,000 views, but everything else is 10K or under. I see an 11. I see a 16. Nice. Um, 
I don't know. What does a person get with a 15,000 view video? Is that like a thing? I, I, I don't know. I think it's very little. I, I've, watched, I've watched a number of, of Zach's videos. Did he do a review on a life board? He did a, like, bigger board, uh, does it help kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Well, hold on. Go back up. Uh-huh. That's 195. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Skaters take over the city's job. Um, he has a whole bunch of, like, yeah, are bigger decks better? And instead of putting the E in the word deck, he uses, I think it's called an asterisk. 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 Um, which is uh, obviously a uh, phallic reference. <laughs> um, that's fine. <laughs> So for it, he had a life skateboard mm -hmm. as his large deck yeah. that he was using. Yeah. And um, I came away dissatisfied. Why? Because the thing about life skateboards that is, well, these guys, I file Zach's work in this video in the same category as I file so much of Ben DeGroe's work. Sure. Where he sort of says, um, I don't actually know this, but here's what I think. And then from that point, everything he says sounds like something that he knows. Yeah. And then it flip-flops back and forth a few times. And in that distance mm -hmm. are several points that I... I know about. Yeah. And that I had to find out about myself. Sure. The answer to this is not for me to gripe about it or to trash these yeah. creators. They're making these videos. But it actually is for me to get in there and make some some media. Yeah. The problem is I get really annoyed. <laughs> And I wind up making really cutting like videos. Not shitty, but like a little just sharp. A little sharp. A little sharp. It, what, um, it, does it bother you that they are... What What about it bothers you to the point of annoyance? Two things. Go ahead. Uh, thing one is it's annoying to me that folks get to just make videos mm -hmm. and talk about things yeah um not that i think they shouldn't get to yeah, yeah but that they you know they that's it's just annoying that yeah. they they get to make a video and uh i just i get annoyed i think this is more about me being sure. a defective person <laughs> okay i'm obviously i have issues he came I'm, off the line like this I'm, I'm a wreck okay i'm not yeah. not a good guy <laughs> right but but the but the second thing that annoys me is yeah. that this media is consumed yeah with no by a, an ocean of people yeah who really aren't saying things like like <laughs> Isn't the tail dimension on a board really a discussion of a fulcrum of a lever? <laughs> and aren't we talking about, you know, like, you know, like, you know, yeah. aren't we, aren't we talking about, and, and 
the physics guys go and they'll they'll overcomplicate things right, like yeah. that. And right. I think I really need to just make more content that's to to my liking sure. and let people who like that find it. Right. And not dump all over all over these guys. And that's not my intention. Sure. Um, love to the bunt. Love to Professor Schmidt. To yeah. Ben DeGrosse. Right. To Zach Dowdy. Um, I think there's a legitimate frustration to be had by the, especially because you have spent, uh, you know, 15 years or 10 years, let's call it, we can call it 15 probably years, making skateboards, really caring about quality, really working to understand the way that a skateboard works so that you can provide a, a great one to people. Yeah. And then to watch like some dude like do a review on one where they're like, it just has excellent pop. You know what I mean? Yes. You're like, well, what does that even mean? And, and I think the other hard part about it from my perspective is like i think the general population of skippers they don't give a shit about good good quality at all that's, that's not that's what's the important. ocean that's yeah. the ocean of like people. literally and they just find it like mildly interesting so they like hit a like and they move on you know and you're like oh dang there's a lot more here that goes into this and it's frustrating to me because i spent a long time caring about it you know i think that's legit there are people who will live and die by their brand yeah and the reason that they will live and die by a brand is because some guy <laughs> I know. skateboards to their liking. Yes. Um, take, for example, Primitive. Yeah. Um, there is absolutely nothing about yeah. a Primitive skateboard yeah. that is in any way a, a remarkable example of any of the qualities that go into uh, a good skateboard that maybe i said that too hard let me let me review tape <laughs> there's nothing about a primitive skateboard that is in any way an example of craftsmanship right their factory yeah, yeah, yeah their factory um i wouldn't say garbage because it's a it's a seven ply laminate product yeah usually it's falsely advertised with some sort of uh 100% American or Canadian yeah, right. label thing or yeah, something like sure, that. But right. even if they were made in a factory in America, that primitive deck, mm -hmm. I don't know who makes primitive anymore. The accounts have been swirling around from one factory that means nothing like bareback right. to another factory that means nothing like PS sticks. Yes, right. The, the these factories mean nothing. They, they crank out enormous numbers of fair to medium quality laminate product yeah with i mean they may come out with some dimension or something like that or a shape sure. for example uh, one shape that's taking over the nation is the egg-shaped skateboard yeah it's a fun shape because having a whole bunch of room in the center of the board where your feet never are yeah and having less room at the tail where your feet always are mm -hmm. is a is a a it's a thing that people are loving. Yeah. And it's certainly not a, a performance issue. Sure. It's an inspiration issue. And I'm yeah. happy that Foss and Heroin right. have found something to capitalize on. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they are able to make good on this flash in the pan sure. on people being nutty over an egg-shaped board. Right. Uh, because sure shooting, I got about a year and a half, two years of that, and folks are going to be on to, you know, the next thing. Yeah, sure. Um, which is probably something that is already 
able to be made today at Life Skateboards. Almost every shape out there is just derivative of another shape. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I, I remember when I started naming my boards after Harleys. Um, <laughs> and uh, immediately another guy came out with knuckleheads. Yeah, of course. That were exactly, and he actually taunted me. He sent me a, a message taunting me that his knucklehead was taking over the Northwest. There you go. And I, I was like, you know. Whatever, man. That's you know, crazy. Whatever. Right. And life skateboards has pan heads and knuckle heads and like yeah, that. Whatever. And, um, not even sure that people know those are Harleys. Yeah. Um, it's. I think they're cool names. They are. They are. They're great names. This one's the Evo. Shovelhead, knucklehead, panhead. Those were all names that I was mm -hmm. using. And uh, I never got a C and D. Yeah, I bet if you used like Evo or like that would be a terrible name for a skateboard deck you think so yes i kind of like it or like what like, about like the what? names that end with head yeah those are cool yeah but i, I wouldn't name a skateboard an iron head because those were amf bikes they were the dark years of harley davidson <laughs> the dark years i just feel like i was thinking about this last night <sighs> or no you and sam were like messaging back and forth on a thread that i was on and it was about that huff deck it was shaped like a lighter oh that one really came up on my s screen today yeah yeah you know it's easy for us armchair guys to <laughs> I don't even to have get arms. feisty but like this was off of the huff website um so huff came up with a deck so available at huffworldwide.com you can you can have this deck shaped like a lighter it's shaped oh, like a, a lighter and it has a uh it has a, a marijuana leaf motif on it and huff is huff is um for huff and puff yeah, you know, yeah, huff. yeah, 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 yeah. um also yeah. the coughing and the cotton yes, mouth. yes right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. so so they have a deck that's shaped like a bic lighter or whatever stylish lighter right and you're going to have that on these big jobs of being skateboarders and doing skateboarding stuff. But as we go through the, uh, the uh, Alzheimer's, Huff Alzheimer's Bodega deck, um, that lowbrow Bodega life, you get a close-up. You get a close-up of the plies. And I just, I like our viewers to see this close-up. You get a close-up of the plies. And... The heat transfer where it's been cut off the plies, like just razor scraped. Yeah. The heat transfer didn't even make it onto the face ply with consistency. That's that's a far flung workshop in you know a factory in some far foreign land, and that's what they're putting out now. Out from my workshop, you say, well, Lou, you're full of it. Well, first of all, true. <laughs> you got me. Um, you know, Lou, you're a hypocrite. What's well, the second good point? All right. You know, um, in many ways, in many ways, um, you, you can't kill a dead man, folks. I, I believe in righteousness that I have failed to live. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, my own workshop, I branded on lowbrow, yeah. lo-fi production yeah. because, right. um, I like that I love Pete's pigs. Oh boy, yeah. I love asymmetrical boards and things like that. Right. Um, but uh, Sam Cook over at Life, he doesn't like that stuff. No. And I even see the sanding on this. It's got a big sharp spot. It's hard to sand. 
something things like, like that. Yeah, it's very hard to sand those. And um, this one, uh, this one is not actually a very good quality uh, quality board. And I don't think it matters. I don't think so I don't either. Think That's it what matters. I, I was thinking about that because, like, okay, if if you were to give me, like, if Sam came to me today and said, "Hey, I hit the lottery. I don't want to do the skateboarding thing anymore." You can have a live skateboard. And I said, okay to it. And I did. Oh, yeah. Here's my here's my thought process. I'd take the finish down a notch. I'd take it down a notch because that's too high. Right? No. I I don't think that skateboarders care. I think that like 5 to 2% of the skateboarding population cares about the quality of the wood. The, so, thing, the thing is, when I started, yeah. I started pushing quality of service. Yes. And authenticity of yes. production. Yes. And and that quality of service was the quality of the deck backed by yep. a willingness of the maker to suffer if it didn't turn out right. Yes. And I don't know if anyone remembers the Matt Bell debacle of 2017. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, and, and how my full response, my full-throated response... <laughs> to that <laughs> debacle which was nothing but fraud and defamation yeah was at every point to simply replace the deck yeah replace the deck yeah. replace the deck until right. some until some of my inner circle restrained me and said you need to you need to uh not keep replacing this guy's decks turns out he was was he selling them he was he there were many claims yes. in the in the wind. I don't know what the uh the deal was there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it was a maybe mental illness going on. Might something. have been a crystal meth situation. Yeah. Um crystal math. Uh but the long long story short of that was that it was easy for me to just show the soft white underbelly to the knives because um that's how you treat people. Yeah. You just you know do I Sam's different. Sure. Uh, Sam Sam gets a little bit uh, more spicy. Yeah. And um, but they both build ad ad copy. Yes. And I just two hundred fifty thousand people got to see me being being real about the quality guarantee yeah. that I offer, and that's right. what a small that's what a smaller company. Not all makers are like that. There's some makers out there who will who will cheat you. You know. The you, question is, what is that worth to the general general skateboarding population Not, uh, i don't think it's actually nothing. worth that now to yeah. yourself and your integrity as a man and j just doing good business i think that should be baseline right like i we make great decks we have a great return policy we want to make sure that you're 100 percent satisfied and if you're not we have a problem oh my gosh that's awesome that's that's baseline but if you were to give me life well that's where we start but i really think the what people respond to just like you're talking about is authenticity of of the brand itself that's what sells people want to feel like they're buying something real and i think yeah i think that's where p-rod with primitive yeah um where he succeeds in the minds of impressionable children yeah he he uh capitalizes on that inferiority based sure. marketing of thought yeah, yeah yeah that complex right to you know i'm cool you'll be cooler if you wear what i'm wearing yes i'm cool you'll be cooler if you ride what i'm riding yes i was listening uh, with some grief to ryan sheckler <laughs> on the nine club talking about how yeah he had to size up to a nine inch board for some of his tricks yeah 
Now his entire career until last year. Yeah. He never thought in his whole world that that a different size board would bring different qualities to. Oh, too. And he started eight seven five maybe it was. Oh, that's a great board. Size. And and yeah. he 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 started and then I started seeing more and more clips of him on his eight seven five. And I'm like, brother, you got sold a bill of goods skating on little toothpick boards yeah. for eight point three for ugh. your whole career. Yeah. Ugh. Um. You know, when you could have been chopping around on some big old axe, yeah, having having fun doing, st but you know, I it's just a I'm in a whole different world, obviously, yeah, that that doesn't have any place in the larger skateboarding. I'm just odd man out. Well, and I think that you could bring you could mesh both of those together. Like, if if you again, if you and I, if Sam just gave us live skateboards and it was up to us to run, that would be actually a really fun thing to do because. I think that our, I think that we would work well together figuring out, okay, well, how do we speak to this culture that has just, is so addled by advertisement and ad copy and you're not good enough. And then this pseudo off, like branding on pseudo authenticity that's actually just like derivative garbage on top of garbage product. You know I, what I mean? I don't know how to produce an alternative to the disposable garbage culture that we have without endangering uh -huh. the very tender legacies of the big names in skateboarding who still hold the power sure. to destroy people in the society of skateboarding because yeah. the whole community of skateboarders vastly mm -hmm. are held in thrall yeah, right. to a model of society that's based on almost nothing but look what I can do. I'm better than you. Yes. Buy right. what I sell you. Yeah. Do what I tell you. Yeah. Like there's almost so, so like if I do it all over again, which yeah. I which I can. Sure. I can I can do it all over again. Yeah. And I and I, I kick up the presses and I, I, I go down in the chips and I wear the dust and I start pounding out 200 boards a month. Yeah. Say, say they're sold. 50 of them a month will sell without any problem. Yeah. Uh, 200 will take marketing. In order to market that, I'm going to have to speak about the superiority of this process yeah. in regard to authenticity of origin. Right. In regard, the first thing they did was they said I was not a skateboarder. Yeah. Um, after that, they began taking some of the gnarliest illegal shots, right? You know, defamation level, right. defamation level, at, yeah. and and then then after that, right. they started in with the let's make sure that he never feels safe in public. Let's make sure that he doesn't feel safe at home. Right, his family. Let's let's threaten murder. Yeah, let's surround. Yeah. Let's let's gang up. Let's yeah. push down the riders. Yeah. So I've been through this. Yeah, and. Uh, and if I'd been through this, what I found out during that was a lot of people had been through similar at the hands of skateboarding. Right. That is so held in thrall. You mean the family that we're all a part of? Yes, that wonderful family of tolerant, uh, uh, rugged individualists <laughs> yeah, who right. they, they, they don't brook blind conformity. No, never. At all. Right. Yeah. It's um, my art form, bro. You know, I right. Yeah, um, right. we're artists. Right. Um, <laughs> and you know, so 
So if I had it all to do over again, mm -hmm. I haven't found a single thing that I can do differently outside of I probably won't use the C word as many times <laughs> as I did back then, know, which was really, five. It, five times. In it each was, time. I, I don't even yes. think it was five. Glorious. Also, yes. Um, uh, I did. I remarked publicly that Cincinnati has a case of the C words. <laughs> yeah. I meant well, it. I, I, mean, I intended it. Yeah. I intended it in the way that the Australians use Yeah, right. Which, which is, is like a more, more friendly. It's a more affectionate yeah, right. way of But it's terrible. And well, I my, did it. And it was wrong. You're kind of being a. And I, yeah. would, I wouldn't do that again. I, I blew it. Um, you but you can even hear in my admission that I was wrong in that regard. You can hear how unapologetic I am about <laughs> the intention of it. Yeah. I, I really think that what is ridiculous ought to be ridiculed. Yeah. That what is, uh, what is, uh, outrageous yeah. ought to be met with outrage. Yeah. And I think it's outrageous for, um, you know, companies that are outsourcing to foreign production mm -hmm. to make any argument of quality, authenticity, yeah. anything like that. And, right. and yet, um, skateboarding has made darlings of these wolf-toothed corporate conglomerators. Yeah. They've made darlings out of them. They stick a, they stick a lab coat on them and treat them like they're the papa. Yeah. And, um, and I know that that's like, oh, don't say that. Well, this is my show. <laughs> I can say what I want. I don't know how to express these things in a way that reflects well enough on the behavior of these other people, because the behavior itself is, I don't think it's really excusable. No. I don't think it is. Well, but uh, excuses will not only be made. Yeah. Threats will be made. Yeah. I think that like, if, if you and I were to do that again. I think just, I, I wouldn't change anything that you did. I would just double down. Like I, more, I see triple down. Yeah. More brutal um, honesty. And I would also advocate that we like go out and skate three times a week and once a month, one week in a month, we're going to go on like a two day skate trip out and let's just, that's what I did. Be with people and I used do to, more probably YouTube videos where we're out skateboarding. I, people love that crap. I did the Savannah route. Oh yeah. Five times a winter. Yeah. Uh, I did it five five times a year. I also think it would be cool to yeah. put out a line of boards that kind of meets the mainstream halfway that people can dip their toes into. I tried that and actually be totally honest. About I tried. That. I tried to produce a popsicle line. Yeah. In conjunction with another maker. Okay. I tried that, and here's what I found working with other makers. In fact, I tried it with two different makers. Yeah. And I found that the makers are also skateboarders to yeah. the core. Right. And being skateboarders at the point at which it's time to divvy up the process mm -hmm. product balance. Right. Um, that a that a 90-10 split wasn't even good enough for them. They sure. wanted a hundred percent of everything. Right. You know, right. If if the maker pressed and cut the board to raw, yeah, and I did the graphic application and the finish. Yeah. A 50-50 split wasn't enough with me doing all the marketing. Yes. All yeah. the marketing. Yes. Um, I found that waiting. That was not just with one other maker. That was with, I, I was stunned 
I was stunned. I had another guy come to me and he wanted to make do a disruptive brand. Sure. Because he also was tired of the bully status quo of our area. Yeah. And he wanted to do a disruptive brand in conjunction with me. Sure. And I was willing to foot the bill for him to get factory boards. Okay. That fell apart. I said, meet me at 1030. That's too early. Bro. XYZ day. Yeah, right. And sure enough. Nothing. Not there. And this was everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, nobody was, nobody was going to follow through and nobody was willing to pay a cost in order to reap a benefit. Sure. Um, you were young at the time. I was. I offered you a deal. Yeah. It was a good deal. Yeah. It was about, it was less than three hours of work a week. Sure. That would have yielded, uh, 200 bucks a, a week's worth or of work something. or something I like that. I can't remember. I, it was three pressings three times a week. Yeah. It was 15 a boards a pop. Yeah. Um, and a guy wouldn't get up at, and not you, yeah, but yeah. like I saw that consistently. Uh, I had a guy, he wanted to be a screen printer. He wanted to learn the craft of screen printing. And I had set up all the screen printing. Yeah. And I was like, bro, pioneer, yeah. pioneer of work. And at the, the minute that it was time to screen print, the guy just curled up his, his wrinkled his nose at he it. And I was like, no. this feels like responsible work. You know, <laughs> I, I saw a lot of that go yeah. on. And I'm like, well, you know, it really, uh, caused me to be very careful how I grew. Sure. Um, I had people who wanted 200 boards and Zoomies was like interesting in contact with wow, me. Wow, that's cool. To put a line of boards locally mm -hmm. into our Zoomies stores. Yeah, sure. And in order to do that, I would have had to shell out about 15 grand in um, business insurance. Sure. Which makes five sense. to 15, depending yeah. on the policy I could land. Yeah. Um, that's all I would have had to do. Yeah. But the thing is that once Zoomies is buying 200 units, yeah. uh, you just make for Zoomies. And so I said, yeah. no, I'm, I'm going right. to, I'm going to make 200 units a month, yeah. you know, of my hard labor, yeah. not to be resold at price B by Zoomies, but I'm going to sell directly to people yeah. and be shipping out. Absolutely. I had a, I had a, a crate, a, a crate deal mm -hmm. contact me. Okay. And then provide insufficient weight on the shipping for uh, every label. Bro. And, uh, bro. and uh, I said, I'm not going to mail out yeah. insufficient weight on labels. There was another aspect of it that fell through and they tried to go after me, but they, they'd already burned enough people. Of course. That uh, folks got together and were like, yeah, you're not going to burn Lou Ross. You know? Like, yeah, sure. I really appreciate it. That was one time when people pulled together to keep things legit. Yeah. And um, that, the you know, I had a business guy sit down with me and kind of look at skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is a wasteland. Oh, it is. It's a business wasteland. This yeah. is, this is a ridiculous business. You have all of these hard goods. Yeah. They're wrong priced. Yeah. You have all of these retailers. They don't have any idea what they're doing. Yeah. There's, it's nothing but lost money everywhere you look in yeah. skateboarding. Because people who are involved in skateboarding business are these, it's always been my dreamers. Yes, right. And man, I'll tell you, running any retail store or running any uh, brand is is not a dream. It's hard, hard work. Absolutely. And uh, if you add death threats, menace, and defamation to it. It's impossible. Well, that's why it's illegal to do that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, the one difference that I can see now. But, but if we did it. Yeah. If we did it, we'd have to triple down and quadruple down. And right. we'd have to steal uh, Skate the Best, F the Rest from yes. Indy. Right. Because that would be us now. Yes. Yeah, right. That's life skateboards now. Yes. And, I mean, the other thing I think to consider is that you're kind of 
core, and I don't mean that like, oh, we're core skateboarders, but your core of skateboarders in general, a lot of them are getting older and a lot of them have jobs and they have the disposable income and they're beginning to care about adult things. So I think that the the people that you were marketing to, that, I, I see it, that, um, that amount of people is larger than it was when you were doing it, which would probably make a difference. And the other thing, and I think we discussed this kind of when we first started podcasting is that if you were to do something like that, or even a podcast like this, you're not, you are, um, the only way forward is to triple and quadruple down. And in so, in doing so, you're going to either like exhaust yourself and stop or change the entire culture or at least a, a that portion was, of it. You know what that I mean? That was the work I saw needed to happen mm -hmm. when I was when I was working Midwest Blue Collar and yeah. Fickle Boards. Right. You know, Midwest Blue Collar was going to be a lot bigger than Fickle Boards. Yeah. Um, I saw, oh, okay, well, I'm going to have to promote a kind of skateboarding that actually already exists yeah. and bring, bring some water to the roots mm -hmm. on... I think people call it soul skateboarding, you know, people who <laughs> soul boarding. people who are just like trying to have fun with their board. They, they have no pro aspirations and they, 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 they're tired of hero worship and they, they really rather get behind something that's, that that's more authentic, like life skateboards. Sure. Um, people doing, doing hard work, producing a product of value and a relationship of value yeah. to the skateboarder, Casper and Sam right. embody this yeah, at yeah, yeah. great personal cost. Right. And, um, and it's, it's so, so funny because, uh, not funny at all. Um, the, the you know, you, you look at this and it's so much cooler. Mm -hmm. It's so much cooler than 99% of what's on the wall. It's even cooler than, Powell. Yeah, sure. It's way cooler than Powell and Powell has, has been has been pretty darn good over the years. It's even cooler than um what you call it uh Madrid. Sure. Um although Madrid is Madrid is is real pretty cool. grassrootsy. Yeah, 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 sure. You know. Um but you know you get someone like uh, a Zach Dowdy who gets a hold of a life skateboard and then he he'll talk about it and he'll say nothing. Yeah. For seven minutes long, he'll say nothing. He doesn't doesn't understand that in his hands he's holding a piece of skateboarding history, you know, and he's telling you that wow, the bigger board, you know, has more control and like that. Right. And um, yeah, you get all these comments uh, from people who, and I think that it, it really needs to be said that most of the people who are trying to dial in some sort of setup. Yeah. Um they they don't have uh they don't have much intel to go on yeah, there's not much information out there and i think it's by design they've yes. they've tried to keep they've tried to keep the skateboarding industry has tried to keep it a secret that uh it's all kind of low quality <laughs> yeah. it's all kind of low right. quality inconsistent low you know. quality kind of just you know all the same over and over and over and over and there's an aspect to it that i'm like yeah like okay whatever because what do you say you're the one who makes your skateboard cool and you could skateboard on a total piece of junk and still have a great time. And but, people do. Yeah. I think yep, the do. thing to me that is really bothersome is the lie and the, and the dishonesty of saying, Oh no, these are incredible. And, and there is no other option. This is it. You know, when in reality, 
they're not great and there's way better options out there that you could have you and know? also your favorite corporation actually hates you yeah literally yeah yeah they're they, interested in one thing and it's the money they do they i i don't want to i don't i don't see a way to unglue kids from the power of advertising um outside of going out there and just doing it yeah but having experienced what what is waiting for people who go out there and try to undo it. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had a lot, I've had people come to me and they're like, no, no, dude, nobody's going to corner you at a skate park and, and threaten to beat you down. And there's no scene in skateboarding that's going to put up with that as it's stock and standard status quo. Right. And uh, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, dude. Like between 1990 and 2018 yep. here in the Midwest, that's exactly how it goes. You know, some kids are trying to build a DIY and all of a sudden the skate shop owner is telling them they're not allowed to continue. Right. Um, and everyone feels that threat. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm annoyed by that. Yeah, I find that annoying. True. And I find it annoying that like, you know, you get a Mike V and he'll declare that all, all his boards are made in the USA, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he'll quietly one month later, two months later, return to what was not that <laughs> right you know right um and i i thought that that was a good example of a time when mike v tries to co-opt the kind of populist uprising of of board making sure they, and he had to join together with one of the most crooked dealers in skateboard making for that too you know Beautiful. i don't know how badly burned mike got um in that thing but wow um try again maybe <laughs> um you know two of the most two of the most crooked dealers it's like of course you're gonna pick the two uh yeah of course because it's all the same incestuous you know yeah, business right uh you know picking picking don't you know picking that way i i remember there was a pro from the 90s who was looking to collaborate with a board maker sure i got called and um i don't want to name any names but so this this pro from the 90 was looking to collaborate with a board maker and it seemed possible sure. that it might have been a revival of my board making to make uh to make a co-labeled you know board yeah, yeah, maker yeah. under the trucks yeah, yeah, yeah. pro name on the board yeah. that's a good yeah that's a good arrangement i like you that. know yeah pro name on the board absolutely board maker under the trucks yeah. stamped in series yeah. limited edition right you know the the uh the, the good kind of graphics that are done by hand, you yep. know, the whole thing. And um, it didn't go very far. I don't think that I'm a person that, but I, I said, um, well, you know, uh, this, this pro, you know, their nineties career was really, really baked in the weed and pills and party culture and like that. Sure. And my board making aspirations are accompanied with, the desire to do a cultural contribution, you know, and, and it was maybe a little bit of hackles rise about that sort of thing. And I'm happy to lose business on, on those terms. Sure. I don't think I did though. I, I think that, uh, you know, I had another pro who, uh, did some guest modeling with me, you know, um, and very unique, small series mm -hmm. guest model, t 10 or 20 boards. Um, Someone with the pumpkin, the uh, no, almost it, look like a Halloween. No, graphic. it's not. Okay. It's the one with the hand done skulls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
I said, well, you know, would you like to do a long running dedicated uh, model mm -hmm. that you could sell on your brand's website? Yeah, that would just come that would like have drop ship through me, you. Me right. under the trucks, right. a dedicated production, yeah. you know, 50 boards a month mm -hmm. available to you, drop yeah. shipped out. Yeah. And sell them for eighty bucks. Yeah, and um, the pro responded to me. Nope, forty-five dollars a board is what I want my boards to sell for. Whoa! And I, I think it's, it's got its place. I mean, obviously that they're not interested in making money from the decks. It's not a business. Sure. It's a legacy. Right. Um, and I said, well, my work doesn't go out the door for anything under eighty bucks. Yeah. Um, and I would be losing you know, half of that to you. Yeah. Oh, for at sure. At this point. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I, I can't do a collab. It all breaks down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't have an answer to it. I see board makers all over the place. And, uh, one of my answers to it is to have a podcast and do yakety yaks <laughs> on how, um, so far I haven't succeeded in doing much more than gripe like a curmudgeon about, <laughs> um, <laughs> the the vapid vacuous yeah mainstream inferiority soak yeah that is going on um i guess if we have any claim to fame it would be of being hyper critical of mainstream skateboarding's advertising and economic model as being ri ridiculous yeah. like it's ridiculous no, um, you all work for Google. <laughs> you all work for Google. Like I it all it all goes back to Google. Everybody is just do you think, slaving away for Google. Do you think that like big time YouTubers get like 1099 at the end of the year? They're like actual subcontractors for I, I don't I don't know how the independently employed content creator files, yeah. but a 1099 sounds like it's what an eBay seller yeah, that's what, get, does. Yeah. Um, it's what a, a uh, eBay does it. Facebook Marketplace is going to start soon. Mm -hmm. um, send you a tax tax document. They do. The They'll send you yeah. a tax document Which if you sell something. Nice is it? It is. I can't even. You know. I mean, pretty soon the cops are going to show up to your yard sale. Yeah. Like, hey, man. Right. Yeah. That's a little bit ridiculous. When I watch, you know, the famous TikTok of the girl who's like, she's like, wait a second. So if I have ten dollars mm -hmm. and I. She says, if I have a dollar yeah. and then I spend that dollar, do you know that one? No. Oh, she goes through, she goes through this whole thing and she's wrapping her head around the federal tax law. She's wrapping her head around how many times a dollar is taxed sure. by the time it finally dies. I don't know. Yeah, right. Uh, Will let's this see come if up? I... Yeah, yeah, here here it is. I'll I'll lean into it. Watch. No, I seriously think about this every single day, and I'm sorry if I sound stupid. If somebody has $500, and they've already paid taxes on it, and they give it to me, so now just because it goes from them to me, I also have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. Even though they, they just did. Yes. And then not only that, but anytime I spend one of those $500, I'm going to also pay another tax fee on whatever item I'm buying. Look and at her face. I, I know. The item from will have to pay taxes on the money they just earned. Yes. From what I bought. 
That's three levels deep. So like, but then when they spend it, it on yeah, what they want to spend that's it on, four, right? Look at her. Look at her. So every single she's dollar, like heartbroken. Every single dollar, like, like if a dollar is hundred cents. <laughs> hold on. Her mind is breaking. Just forget. Watch just, <laughs> just forget, forget it. it. Yeah, brutal. And, and I, I'm looking at all of this, and I'm like, you know, guy wants to just provide a high quality. Oh, yeah. skateboard brand to the world it's it's not going to take over the whole market sure he, guy just wants to make a couple of hundred boards a month for people who want great quality decks yeah so he has like a life skateboards mm -hmm. and the the guy the guy runs into resistance from skate shops yeah who are loyal to the lower margin yeah high volume garbage yeah Guy gets correspondence from skate shops complaining the decks are too high quality, they last too long, and the shapes are too cool, and that people want a specific shape, so they're going to buy it direct. Yeah. Right? Right. Skate shops get breaks. They get volume breaks. None of it's good enough. Yeah. So the guy the guy goes, he, he, he advertises his stuff as better. Yeah. Guy gets death threats and gets shut down, blacklisted, 86th from, like, everywhere. Guy gets told he can't come to the Halloween jam. His team can come, but he can't come because he's always talking shit, right? Right. Because he's advertising that he's onto something really good. Yeah. Christian Svitak comes out with 1031 and he's selling decks that are that are supposedly mm -hmm. right. Supposedly. Supposedly yeah. they're they're uh pressed in the Milwaukee beer city. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know, guy gets on the phone with Mike Beer, talks to Mike Beer, and Mike Beer lets it drop that they don't Beer City doesn't press anything. They're a brand yeah. that buys from the Milwaukee Plywood Company that makes the decks there in Milwaukee. Okay. And so Beer City is just a brand subsidiary that sells. <sighs> the, it's like um, Bareback yeah. and uh, Generator. Generator. Right. Oh, I'm on Generator Wood. Wood, that's deluxe wood. Right. You know, that's the old yeah, saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and it's like, first of all, generator doesn't make wood. Beer City doesn't make wood. Right. They're just the wood is made it, right. by Bareback. Bareback is a, a wage slavery factory operating across the border so that they can they can afford to underpay right. for a for a product that ought to be worth a hundred dollars a deck. Right. In any economy, yeah, it already was a hundred dollars a deck in Germany and Czech Republic, yeah. and England. You right. know, already was seventy pounds a deck, mm -hmm. right? But but in America, we all want our decks for forty five dollars. We've got pros who won't sell a deck for anything but forty five dollars because they don't want to become uncool. Yeah, there it is. Right. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is just disgusting to me. So you you got this going on. Now everyone's working for Red Bull. And for Google, yeah, and you get these guys that come out with these really, really solid original operations that are true to skateboarding, yeah. And Thrasher's not going to write an article about them. Jenkum doesn't give a wag of the tail about them. <laughs> what? What? None, no, of, I get none it. of this media that says yeah. it's about skateboarding. No, they care about Red Bull money and Monster money and Nike money, yeah, and Nike money. That's and a, a guy is supposed to stay sweet. I know, I know. That's why I think the only way that a per, like a life skateboards 
really thrives is to work so hard and to continue to double down for so long that you actually shift an entire portion of the culture, starting like in your city and then branching out through things like podcast, YouTube, Instagram, and just hitting it like full on for like five years. And it's like such so, a huge ass. So a guy has a job. Yeah. A guy is a guy, a normal job guy. <laughs> I'm a normal job guy. I'm a normal job guy. Yeah. And I'm looking down both barrels. Yeah. These things are called unemployment sticks. <laughs> yeah, they really are, dude. You know, looking down both barrels of, oh, yeah. Well, that's what happened with Midwest Blue Collar was when I created content, mm -hmm. lo-fi, long-form right. content that people would, like, listen to in their car. Right, like a podcast. These horrible, rambling, garbage videos I did. Right. And... You know, I'd be showing them how to screen print something and I'd start talking about the big ideas of life. Yeah, right. And, and like, wait a second. You want us, to, you want us to just do this all for free. Why? Because it was not always my dream. It was my dream to work with my hands, yeah. provide something of value and be remunerated for that value to, so my family could live and I could keep doing it. And the, the overall aspiration of a board maker mm -hmm. lands somewhere around 60 grand a year. Yeah. This is not a business. The guy's going to be locked in his laboratory. Yeah. Wearing the dust. Yeah. In the chips. Yeah. Making three, 400 boards a month if the content goes out, yes. which is a whole other full-time job other full-time job yeah no literally it's um, a 60 hour 80 hour a week operation man uh and it's folly the entire thing is just and it's dumbest. all so that people can play with a toy i know man it's I also the people who play I with know. toys and who have never purchased for other reasons than that they have a warm nostalgic feeling about yeah. some guy who did a trick <laughs> right. when they were a kid and right. it meant the entire world to them Yes. You know, and I'm looking at this TikTok of this girl yeah. and she's wrapping her head around like being taxed yeah. and how every dollar is 100 cents and how if I have $500 and I get, I already paid tax on it and then I spend and I have to pay tax on what I spent and then they have to know that it's actually the store has yeah. to pay tax on that, which they pass off to us. Right. Yeah. So they add the sales tax to our cost. Yes. Right. I, my entire life. There's something I've never gotten used to. Hmm. I pick up an item and it has a price tag on it. And then it's different. It's not what I'm paying. It's freaking different, dude. Sales tax is what they have to pay. Right. But they just push it onto you. So they push it onto me. I've All my life I've taken that and it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm going to die soon anyway. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm only visiting anyway. this planet. Right. So I pay the, I, I pay the taxes on what I make. 35, 40, 50% I pay. Right. On, on everything they they give me a number they say it's what i earn yeah but then then i get about half of it yeah then i spend some of what's left over mm -hmm. and and the budget's gone you you know you're paying uh 20 of what you make on what where you live is over it's now 60 percent of what yeah. you what you make you spend on where you live and then yeah. you cobble together groceries and oh but but definitely don't need medicine because yeah. and if you can't afford the grand in health insurance you're gonna to have to pay 200 700 500 a month in health insurance you're yeah. do you still get fined by the federal government for not having health insurance yes 
Okay. If you don't have health insurance, it's a two thousand dollar tax at the end of the year, right? I think so. Or I, it's I'm eighty percent. It's sure. punitive. Yes. It's punitive, yes. right? So uh, now you know you've got this whole thing going. This dear girl's trying to wrap her head around. It. Well, I'm trying to wrap my head around. So skateboarding. When I was a kid, I was on one side of the counter. Mm -hmm. You're stoked. You got sixty bucks. Sixty bucks in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, dang dude. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I'm going to spend that 60 bucks on a new hippie stick or, you know, the vision hippie stick yeah, with right. the tri-tail. Something sick, right. Or, you know, or the Nautis Copus yeah. with no nose, you know. And, right. Or I'm going to get the Chris Miller Schmidt stick in a 1988, uh, eight, nine-ish. Sure. Right. Right. With a little tiny point of a nose, but kicked up, you know. Right. Just so you can break an ankle on an ollie, can't wait. It was fine, and yeah. I did do that. But... <laughs> But so you're, you're, gonna, you're doing that and you think, okay, I, I, I work. I was a carpenter helper when I was a kid and I, yeah. I worked and I, I made money. And I spent it on skateboard decks and I found out that a lot of them are crap. Yeah. That vision was crap. It was made by Paul Schmidt back then. Sure. The Schmidt sticks was crap. It was punky. It was junky. It cracked. It delaminated. It warped. It was garbage, right? Garbage. And, and I stuck with Santa Cruz. Turns out it was pressed in Milwaukee by the same people who pressed Beer City. Which doesn't press them. <laughs> Does that make sense? I'm on it. I got it. And and so, you know, you, you I had that end of it. And then I go through all these years just valuing good quality wood. Shut came out. Yeah. And I got some hand-me-down shut boards. And they were like tanks. They had a squarer cut and bevel to them. Yeah. They were a, a little bit thicker. They were entirely the kind of wood I wanted to ride. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. And Sean Sheffy was lofting those heavy boards over every single thing. Oh, I'm sure. You, could, you couldn't deny. It didn't matter that they were thicker. They were tougher. Sheffy was lofting them over everything and landing on them, all of Sean Sheffy's weight. There was no way you could argue to me that lighter boards were better because the vision wood, which was lighter, was cracking left and right. So they, they did a pivot on us and they popularized focusing your board. Oh, and like yeah. like little drones, like little drone ants, we all just followed it. I didn't. Sure. I, I stacked up the boards that I could trust and made it through. And, you know, years go by and I'm seeing that the quality is just gone. Those boards don't exist. So I, so I create it. Hmm. And not exactly out of whole cloth. <clears throat> But with some help from some friends, I start to press out these tanks. Yeah. People start to love the tanks, you know, and it turns out they're not heavier. It turns out they weren't tanks. They yeah. were, they, they wound up being really good decks. Um, and then I, it's so easy to piss off the status quo. They have Jake Phelps, you know, they had all this, this ability to destroy reputations and things like that. I have had pro skaters from San Francisco corner me in a bar mm -hmm. for like an hour and a half just talking about how hard it is to live in the skate world in san francisco yeah because of the drugs and because of the just the absolute de defamation that anyone who steps out of line gets crushed their reputation gets attacked and they get crushed P uh, people you know, you know how much we love Andy Roy as a human being. Yeah, oh, absolutely. People like Andy Roy will turn their venom on those people. And yeah. you would think there's no way that that's, yeah, well, that destroys lives. Yeah. It shouldn't be done. And, uh, and it's in his, uh, dying on the couch. It gets done. And we hope nobody dies. Yeah, on the couch. I don't want that for anybody. Yep. That's what I mean, man. I mean, it's, 
The entire thing it's, is folly. It's it is. littered. It's littered with dead friends. Yeah, literally the entire way. It is, and and uh, I remember when they first started to say uh, this guy's a shit talker, and I and I remember thinking, you know, um, the ones who are really moving mm -hmm. volume on that aren't. It's the shit talkers. It's the shovelers that they attack, yeah. not the talkers. Yeah. Um, the, real, the real shit talkers are on the message boards and in the magazines. And Jake Phelps was an epic gatekeeping shit talker. And our local skate shop scene in the Midwest, I'm not just talking about my local skate shop scene, but Indianapolis and yeah. Kansas City and oh my goodness yep. the power that these people had over the counter to shut down skate park initiatives and then funnel it toward their DIY or or to ruin small brands with you know I, I just man like so you 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 want to you want to get involved with with that no I think the entire thing is folly but if you were going to do it again you have to what you're saying is absolutely true skateboarders in general they don't value quality they mm -hmm. don't value a good authenticity. Product. They don't value authenticity. All they want to do is go to the skate park and have the feeling like, oh, I'm writing something that means something to me because of some video that I watched. And so I don't think that. So they've been sold the idea that there's a group. Yeah. And that they can be part of it. Right. If you do this and this and this. Wear this and buy this. And, right. And, and right. hold this line. And what I, I, I just wonder, like, it's an interesting thought experiment to say, okay, well, if you were going to go down that, that road with so many potholes and so many blind curves, how would you succeed? How could you actually do it? And again, the only way is to quadruple down a hundred thousand times for like five years, producing an absolutely amazing product and media and literally change the entire culture of an entire city. You know what I mean? I would start with a campaign, an ad campaign. Yeah. You've been lied to. <laughs> That'd be the ad campaign. Like You've it. been lied to. Yeah. This is where it has been at the entire time. Yeah. You've been lied to. You've yeah. been riding you've been you've been riding on someone else's ego trip for too long. It's yeah. time to come off that train yeah. and do something for yourself. Invest in your own skating. Buy a board from someone who really cares about quality and really cares about how it feels when you ride it, who really know how to make them. Right. And stop and flinging your money to right. giant corporations that are just selling you sugar water mixed with taurine, Whoa. you know? Uh, yeah, and cares about you as a person, like really, really cares. And you say, well, Lou, that doesn't seem like you're being very nice to like, let's talk about like Ryan Sheckler. Yeah, sure. Right. I like him. Yeah, me too. I like him as a human. Or Andy yeah. Roy. Yeah. I like him. Me too. I like him as a human. Yeah. Um, but they, they're being used. Sure. They're being used and they're being paid well for being used. And right. you know what? Maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe all I ever wanted, <laughs> maybe all I ever wanted was to be as rich and famous as they are. Sure. I don't think so. Though. I don't think so either. I don't think that bears out in the way I decide to live my life, which mm -hmm. is none of your own damn business. Right. <laughs> I have a, you know, I have a, a, an actual life yeah. outside of this silly broadcasting and the silly skateboarding stuff and the silly motorcycle stuff that's probably going to get me killed next year. So you shouldn't listen to me anyway. <laughs> Be so bold, All my dude. friends are going down on motorcycles. Dude, I hope. Everyone's running over motorcyclists. Yeah. And, the, and then the, the speed bike kids, oh. you guys need to calm down. Dude. Bike Life Cincinnati, you need to just, you know what, guys? Here's a tip. Quit. Stop. <laughs> just no. Just 
Get rid of it. Stop I, it. Park know, your bikes dude. and stop. I know, dude. You guys are done. I actually watched a dude. Canceled. Not this morning, but the morning before last. Tailgating the ever-living crap out of another car, moving like at sixty miles an hour into stop and go traffic. Absolutely. And weaving, he like weaved with the car in front of another guy, and they had to slam on his brakes. And I just thought to myself, I saw the same thing today. You just described what I saw on the highway today. Like, Bro, speed bike kids. It's like what they're. You can't stop that quick. You can't. No. What are you gonna do? Like you're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna die. Is what you're gonna do. That sucks. Please don't. We right. care about you. Holy moly, dude. It's yep. You know. Um. Yep. And I've got Harley rider friends of mine who are getting run over. And, um, I know a guy who hit a wet patch. Yep. He was solo riding 70 miles an hour in the rain. He hit yep. a wet patch. It came off. He high sided. Oh, yep. Oh, he high sided and he got, he got oh. the head injury and all that stuff. And it's like, I look at it and I'm like, yes, I still ride. Yes. I'm wrenching on a bike right now that I'm putting together. And, uh, I'm, I just, my heart's broken, Yeah, you know? So don't listen to me. I'll be dead in two years anyway. Um, all of this is useless and yelling into the wind. <laughs> it is. Um, the I, golden I, bowl will break. I, before the silver cord yeah. is untied yeah. and the golden bowl is smashed yes. and the pitcher is smashed at the well. Yeah. Um, but uh, darned if I know how to go forward without calling out the large scale like conspiracy against innocence mm -hmm. conspiracy against health yeah. conspiracy i mean i'm like someone's like well you know what you're saying doesn't reflect well on i don't know anti-hero <laughs> well it was in the name yeah it's right there you know we all watched breaking bad yeah but do you do you want to be walter white i've got a uh, walter white action figure in the right jar here. right now do you, do you, you don't want to be Walter White. I, I'm not going out and buying yeah. a yellow hazmat suit and wearing a pink mask around. I know. With blue gloves. Yeah. You know, no, that's we I was fascinated by Breaking Bad because there's a lot in Walter White that I see in myself. Sure. And I want to I want to suppress that yeah. and bring that under control and not be that guy. That True. guy is in all of us. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you should uh you should uh I don't know, like <laughs> buy. Well, I don't know what what is Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is not selling an energy drink. No, but Breaking Bad is selling a narrative. There's a scene that really like is the culmination. It's the point of apogee in the entire show, in my opinion. Where last season, I think so, or he's telling his wife. Yeah, his his entire narrative. I did it for me. Her, yeah, he literally yeah. says, "I did it for me." I did That's it for me because she's like, "If you tell me, I liked time, it. You did it. I liked, I liked it. it. I felt powerful." Yes, right. Um, yeah, I, uh, it does not lift up the idea that uh, actually the real hero in life is an unsung hero. Yeah, and all of your heroes are. I don't even know if they have clay feet. I think they have poison, yeah. acid, mercury drink this feet you know <laughs> um you know what would probably be good for us is to like once a month go out and skate and produce five minutes of footage a five minute youtube video once a month that we could put up because it would probably really cleanse not, the palate it would cleanse the palate cleanse the palate because all that all, everything that we just said being said and all of it in my opinion being true man when i go and ride my skateboard i have a great time Yes. Especially when we go together, especially when I go with a bud. Yes. Oh my goodness. It is so much fun. It is. It, and it's worth doing. It is. 
as long as it's in its right place inside my life, I really, really enjoy it, you know? Well, painful knees and all. I don't know if I have an apology to offer for the bitter, bitter <laughs> content of this present podcast. By the way, are you still numbering them 86? No, but I did misnumber the one last night, but I fixed it before I. I think away. we should just, from, from here on, we should a, just B, do 86. C. And dash one, dash, dash one, <laughs> dash two. <laughs> that would be so funny. Uh, we accidentally doubled episode 86. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful because in this part of the country, being 86 is a thing that the skate shop mogul mm -hmm. guy yeah. would threaten and people would do whatever he, what they would not do whatever he said not to do. Yeah. They would do whatever he said to do because being 86 is apparently the nightmare of the Midwest, the Midwest skateboarder to yeah. be 86 and they did it in Indianapolis too, which is ironical because I'm going to a skate park where I was 86 for years. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go up there and they're going to be like, no, you were never 86. That was the other thing yeah, they'll do. That would never, that no. Someone, I had a guy, a guy up in Indianapolis went to, uh, he went to a, a place where I was 86 and he said, I want to know why Lou Ross is 86 from this place. And they said, he never was. That's, that's not true. Uh, and the guy came back to me and he said, Lou, you've got your head on backward. You were never 86 at all. And I thought, yeah. And I just thanked him and told yeah. him, wow, that's just great news. I'm so glad. And I just backed away because right. with friends like this, who needs enemies, right. you know, right. um, then, you know, of course that just builds in. I, that, that's the kind of gaslighting you know thing that it's like man get out of here yeah. dude wow yeah um super gnarly all of all of your base would belong to us <laughs> um but they they don't because um in a way it's it's kind of not worth it yeah you made you, you great job you guys made it not worth it for the small board maker to offer uh their I think a lot of small board makers are typical skateboarders. They're not people of integrity. They're not like a life skateboards, yeah. um, you know, and, and that's going to be the plague of the small board makers is there's going to be enough flakes and enough bad actors in the bunch to continuously, you know, someone hit me up Two two people have hit me up. Um, and I planned it myself independently from the start to start a certification process and create yeah, a, like a create a way to stamp of, you know, like consumer better reports. Business approval yeah, right. Board and, makers. and I, I, uh, you know, the makers movement was kind of, that was an aspiration in there. Um, and I realized, well, that's fine until, you know, the wars begin, you know, <laughs> right. after you've had to kick out 96 percent of the makers <laughs> you've got this little tiny group of people you know and, and um, right i just i don't see basically a way forward for any of humanity at this point yeah you know <laughs> right it's just um after the driving i'm seeing and the skateboarding stuff i just you know so I here's know. what we're gonna do uh this saturday i'm gonna go skateboarding what's what, what's your time frame on that i don't know if you if you can make a I portion of the day, so let's bad, let's dude. just let's go there, be there for two hours, and come oh, home. Oh, but I have a baby, and oh, he's little. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> I have a grandbaby. Maybe I won't go because my grandbaby just simply needs to be held in a chair by me. Uh-huh. But that'd be we, fun to go. I, I, we we should go, and we should take video clips, and we should cobble them together. Well, perhaps then we will be at Q Skate Park this Saturday between some hour and some hour. If you want to meet. The Captain Lou. Gracious me. 
dude, could you imagine? Are I we had, really going to get to that point? I had a guy think? come up and say, I listened to what you, what you uh, put on, on the internet. And he was, was he like fanboying he had, a little bit? He had cerebral palsy. He was in a wheelchair. Dude. And he's like, I listened to your internet that's stuff. That's very kind. That's awesome. That's was it encouraging? Yeah, I was encouraged. That's awesome. I was. I love um, it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Right. This was a yeah, terrible, please stop. terrible episode. <laughs> this was what awful. What should we call it? The last one I called Dear Skateboarding. I think that's probably the third one we've made called Dear Skateboarding. No, 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 no. I look at the... I. I call them different things. Last one was Dear You're Skateboarding. You're actually really good you, at that. You are the worst. This one we should call Dear Skateboarding. What do you want? <laughs> um, an abyss. The abyss of corporate uh, doublespeak. That's, that's negative, Lou. <laughs> that's negative, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's negative, Mark. <laughs> uh, gold star to any of our supporters who can tell us wh what video features the quote oh yeah that's negative mark that's negative mark we ought to have more trivia Dude, I, I know fun. a lot of skate yes. trivia i still don't care who mike and greg carroll are well um that's fine i got i almost got 86 entirely because one day i was like i don't care who mike carroll is i don't care <laughs> i just I care that these boards are good and those boards are not and you should be selling these boards i don't see what the problem is yeah I can't get a skate shop. Mm -hmm. Skate shops, are they all dying? Dude, there's no way. I want to, can somebody please email catmaloquestions at gmail.com and tell us how are skate shops even still alive? I don't get it. There's I know, no way they can. I know three skate shops around me that stayed in business for years on a hidden economy, my opinion. Yes. I allege. Yes. That they existed for years on a hidden economy of weed, pills, meth, yeah. heroin. Okay. Okay. Not I surprised. think. Or do you think just the shoe sales was enough to keep to pay like $3,000 a month in rent? That's funny because one skate shop, which was not in that list of three, mm -hmm. yeah. definitely made it on Nike. Okay. Definitely made it on Nike. But of course, um, from their core group, yes. their, their core guy, uh, he he betrayed them and started an, and and <laughs> started a war with them. They yes. were at war with everyone when he was with them. Yes, and on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's um, fine. Don't worry about it. It's such a ridiculous. Yeah, it's just like a hall of mirrors. No, it's folly. The, the entire thing. thing is fall. I mean, it's the worst industry to be a part of. It's the worst one to make a podcast. It's just so stupid it, you know what it makes any sense that is a hilarious picture dude picture of my granddaughter ah. oh she's doing it yeah. she's being a baby yeah i love it that helped yeah i, I feel did, better i got the hall of mirrors i think yeah. skateboarding hall of mirrors would be yeah. a fine way to do it we say it at the very end and here's what you do here's a pro tip if you're ever trapped in a hall of mirrors and you can't find your way through all right yeah um bring you gotta bring a sledgehammer. <laughs> I'm not talking about a giant one. Yeah, That's just like overkill. A, just, like just a two, two pound a mallet. Yeah, right. Two pound mallet sledgehammer. Yeah. And just pop your way right through. Now be careful when you hit them. Yeah. You want to withdraw before yeah. the glass falls. Yeah. Don't get maybe, caught. Maybe some protective gear. Yeah. But if a person is going to do a meaningful and well done skateboard brand in this time, mm -hmm. that's what they need. Yeah. They need to just start breaking mirrors. Yeah. Um, you know, don't follow fools 
who are going to who are going to build their brand and be on some Malibu mansion menace neighbor. Like, here's a tip. When someone behaves like Nigel Houston, when they speak like Nigel Houston, when they are involved in the kind of things that Nigel Houston is involved with, mm -hmm. do not admire them. <laughs> Come on. Really? Skateboarding's so sick, dude. Being really good at doing tricks. Yeah. That's not enough for me. Because yeah. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> I have dead dead friends aplenty. And the kind of things that that is filled with is the stuff of dead friends. You know, if you promote mixing cough syrup with oh. soda pop and candy, if you promote codeine and and pills and things like that, that's you're done. You're done. You're out. I've got too many dead friends. You're grounded. And I feel like there's a good amount of what what calls itself skateboarding. I was listening to the bunt today. And uh, I thought about this because, like, the bunt is totally down with whatever goes on. They're never, yeah. they're never going to be conscious of the insane cost that a person like Kate or Scylla will, yeah. will pay. Yeah. Or the kind of cost that an Antoine Dixon did pay. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Tony Hawk paid Andrew Reynolds during that phase of his life. Should have kicked him off and given him a reason to be to become a man to learn with the rest of us that geez you know digging ditches and cleaning toilets is hard yeah i better develop some skills right. you know um yeah i'll leave you with that just pure hate <laughs> uh, i'll leave you with that because that that's where it was at today yeah, in the captain Lou podcast it's you know it's for what it's worth and if the silver if the silver uh cord is untied and the golden bowl is broken and the uh, pitcher is shattered at the well at the spring yeah and the it, wheel is broken into the well yeah, if, if that happens in between now and our next broadcast, uh, I'm probably sorry. <laughs> or I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how to feel <laughs> sorry about these things right now, but that's where it came from. <laughs> that's where it's going. I appreciate the honesty. I feel good about it. I don't know. It was what it was for what it's worth. Captain Lou. Laters.